The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Hey, nerds, discover your geeky haven with Toink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. To another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How you guys doing? All right. Not bad. It's kind of weird hearing you guys more than one time in a week. At least yeah. Oh, that was last week. It was still only a couple days ago. Oh, true. It'll be like, three times three times in a seven-day period. Yeah. <laughs> so um, before we go too far, uh, check out the homepage, WookieRadio.net. I know it's behind. I'm trying to get, I'm slowly getting caught up. I'm behind on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Being out on medical leave, I did nothing. <laughs> I recorded, but I didn't keep things current. Um, on our homepage, we have uh, our affiliates like Biddy Boomers. Use code WeBeGeeks for 15% off your purchase of Bluetooth speakers at Biddy Boomers. Uh, Red Flag Workshop. Use code Smuggler3 for patch and sci-fi keyring accessories, uh, which we all have uh, patches from and keyrings from uh, Red Flag Workshop. Uh Rebel Sabers, use code Wookie for 10% off uh, all your Saber needs at Rebel Sabers. And we're going to be, I'm going to be adding to that list. I don't know if I have a code yet or not. That'll, that'll come up down the road, but. I don't look now, but we got company at the airlock. Want me to let them in? Sure can, J7. Um, we have Jim, Jim Zur from Hangar 58 Clothing. Some great geek stuff there. And of course, I'm going to add a hot link to his website from uh, from our pages uh he's got i i found him and started talking to him through instagram and he's got some great star wars stuff on their on his website so welcome well, first Jeff. of all thank you and, and well uh, thank you for having me here and uh let's start by confirming right away yeah you you will have this gun code oh so, very cool we'll, we'll put that on there um I will confirm that right away. Um, I, will yeah, add that, I will add that to the, uh, to the... I'll have to set it up. So it won't yeah, yeah, be yeah. live. People are listening live. But if you are listening to this podcast afterwards, then yeah, then it will really be live. So by the end of July, there will be a discount code with Nerf58. Yes. So... 
Cool. And we'll talk more about that later, Jim, off air. But yeah, oh, that's awesome. We appreciate it. Hopefully we can help you get, help you out. So how did how did Hangar 58 get started? Um, sort of out of necessity, I would say. Necessity, I mean, is, is kind of making it a little bit too dramatic. But um, in the past, when I, whenever I was trying to uh, buy fan-based T-shirts, and actually mainly Star Wars, but a few other... Uh, um, IPs as well. Um, my problem was always that that either, even when I found a design that I liked, which was rare, either the T-shirt wouldn't be the right quality, the fit wouldn't be the right quality, and or the print wouldn't be the right quality. Um, so I have a few T-shirts um, that I still have that are, I mean, they are they are in the process of of, of being completely disintegrated. That that's where they're at, uh, and so that's paired with the fact that I had a connection with the people that manufacture my T-shirts um, from uh, another job that I did. I went to the owner of, of, of my man, my manufacturing company and said, well, what if I did Star Wars, etc., on your product, basically? Like, so, so it becomes my product, but, you know, you're producing it and you're shipping it. I know your quality is great. I know you're focused on sustainability. I know you're, you're focused on the environment, um, your, your durability of your product. How about we combine that with going into market on, on fa- uh, fandoms? Like, yeah, let's do it. And so... So that's what happened. That's uh, why Hangar 58 exists now. Very cool. I have not, thankfully, for my pocketbook, I have not shown my daughter your site yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's bad enough that I'm looking at the site and my wallet's already starting to scream. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I okay. get you. And and to be fair, and, and, and I kind of want to address this as well, um, because I have had people who, who have said, like, look, your, your T-shirts are a lot more expensive than uh pretty much anyone else it's like if you're you're people like people listening go to my side you'll notice that it's about twice the price of what everybody else is charging give or take but the products last like you can wash it as many times as you want i've got a shirt that i've got for three years and the ink does not come out wow the only sign that i can see that it's three years old is a little bit of wear and tear on the um on the stitching a tiny little bit and i've worn this t-shirt working out like three four times a week and I'm not like, that's why um, I decided, like, I can tell the story, right? And people will be like, yeah, okay, Jim, sure, sure you did, right? <laughs> sure you did. That's why I just put my, pretty much my money where my mouth is at and put a two-year warranty on the side. Like, like within two years, within normal usage, and if there's any kind of problem, you send it back to us. You get oh, it. Well. Because I know you won't. And if you do, then that that is a fluke. And I'll happily give you another T-shirt. So, yeah. Because I, I want to move away from this fast, fast fashion. This, this like you buy a T-shirt, you only use it a couple of times, you buy another one. I, 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 I really want to want people to buy something that lasts. Like, like, look, I love this T-shirt and I am going to wear it so much. And then it will still look good. That, that is sort of my idea behind it. I'm, I'm one of those people. Uh, a lot of my shirts, um, being a Disney cast member, of course, a lot of my Star Wars shirts are stuff that I've bought here at the parks. 
Uh, I mean, I still have a Star Wars Weekends shirt from 2014, 15 that I still wear. <laughs> I, I still have some others. Uh, I I have uh, from 2012, yeah, 2012 uh, or 2011. It's the relaunch of Star Tours t-shirt or the fact that it was coming. Maybe that was 2012. I have to look at the shirt again. Um, but a lot of my shirts, because I was heavier, it was, and I was wearing a larger size, it was hard for me to find. Um, mm. I am thankful you do 3x because <laughs> that's where I sit now. I am trying to go even up a little bit more, but it, we'll, we'll have to see. But yeah, well, for me, I'm trying to lose the weight, <laughs> so I'm going, I'm going down. But I'm broad-shouldered enough. 3x is perfect for me, especially with the way um, com- uh, clothing companies are are cutting stuff these days. Uh. uh her womp rats up. She's quiet. She is. And then let's see if we can get her back to sleep. <laughs> I'm going to pause. So this is seamless, but we, we just took a quick break because Jim had to get his daughter back to sleep. Um, I was telling you from modern technology where we could just take breaks like that, right? And make it seem oh, yeah. as if I never stepped it, out. It's this, seamless. Uh, um, I hey, then actually, goes and tells everybody it happened. <laughs> but the, during that, that gap I'm on your website, I created my account and I'm going through starting wish list. Uh, what? <laughs> oh, <God>. This is going to get me in trouble. <laughs> This is getting gonna wait for that discount code to come tr- uh, come through so you can use that one yourself as well. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. You you have, must. you have some Ahsoka items that uh, my daughter's going to be absolutely in love with. She's a huge yeah, Ahsoka got fan. The um, star map, and then we also have the ones in the orange and blue. Yeah, and uh, and and I guess you could class the 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 three hundred thirty second one as an Ahsoka item as well technically i would count it as an ahsoka thing i would i see her potentially going uh a blue fulcrum she may do the star yeah i I can't wait for the show oh like she's counting the days already yeah i'm i'm uh, yeah i'm I'm already counting and 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 at least from what i've seen so far i'm I'm hopeful that it will be good yeah I look at it as um, I know Dave Filoni is the guy writing running this, and I've not seen him drop the ball anywhere yet. No, uh, the speed of bike scene in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, but uh, I don't think he wrote that. <laughs> he may have allowed it to happen, but yeah, yeah I'm sure he did. Like, <laughs> he did write that. I don't think so. But like, I'd love to find out. But yeah, like, uh, like you said, he didn't really drop all yet, and, and um, I would say he's ninety five percent on par at the very least, which is really high. Yeah. Um, in my book yeah yeah as we said to hear he's like the only person in the world that we know of right now that actually um other than maybe a ron howard that actually learned but this was specifically for star wars he's the only person in the world that is still right working for star wars that actually learned directly from george how to write star wars yeah yeah i think that plus i think he has his own take on things yeah uh which i quite like because yeah he is using other characters but he's sort of doing his own thing a little bit as well so it doesn't feel like the same old stuff rehashed or you know like like unoriginal or anything at least it doesn't feel like that to me um it could turn out that way obviously but that's anything could turn out that way uh but right now it feels like yeah these are stories that 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 need to be told um and i think there's space for that 
with, and, and still being re- respectful to the source material. Like, I love, for example, how he got into contact with Timothy Zahn and Matt Thrawn. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that to me, like, that, that is already the step into the right direction of getting Thrawn right by talking to the original author about it. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, man. Like, that just shows so much, uh, like, about his character to me. Like, beyond what I, what, like, what I already know about his character, right? But that act, like, that's okay, yeah. It's like, we want to bring Thrawn canon. Mm. Means we're going to have to retcon him quite a bit. How do you suggest we retcon yeah, and, yeah. and let let the creator be involved in that retcon? Smart move. Yeah. It was a very smart mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. And I think that that's the only way a popular character like that can be brought into canon by ta- like doing it this way. Because otherwise, you're going to have a huge chunk of people who, who, who love this character and are like, oh, God, what are you doing? Like, what, like oh, I like the stories before and now you're doing this. Kind of like I, I can think of an example there, but let's not go there. And I think in this case, they, they like, like Filoni really went like, yeah, how we, yeah, the, the right way to approach this, the right way to approach it. Like, if you're going to retcon something, this is the way to do it, in my opinion. And with, yeah, change, you change the details around it, but the character is still the same character. Yeah, exactly. And with, and with Filoni, head of, or was he vice president of, of creative, of creative? Or, of creative right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's on top story group, so he's the one who now passes blessing of how of, of what becomes canon from the legend material and how it's all retconned into to modern stuff. And, 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 I, and I think it work. I think it's working fine. I mean, because look at yeah. what what they did with the dark troopers. Yeah, I mean, but the, that like in legend, that was all over the place. You had the dark troopers in the dark forces games. You had the dark troopers in some of the books, some of the comics, and other game like the dark troopers were all over the place like yeah and at least it sits in one place right now and and they in my opinion they were as fearsome as in any iteration if not more fearsome right like where you really go okay yeah they are in big trouble right now facing off of course what we've said many times uh lucas has come out and said you know said multiple times prior to the disney purchase the, the expanded universe is not canon mm. unless it never, he, was. it never was. It's only if he picks and chooses certain things. Yeah. Thrawn was something he wanted to be canon, just never worked it in. No. But he fell in love with Thrawn character mm-hmm. in that and everything from Heir to the Empire. Uh, well, not everything from Heir to the Empire. Okay, Mar Jade. It's the only thing he didn't like. <laughs> but I think if he could have done a Heir to the Empire project, he would have. Um, but I think he was too. I, I would have loved that. I, I still like, I would. Would have, I don't think we'll see it because of where the, the the sequels sit and stuff. But I would love to see Marjades personally. Like like I was a big fan of Marjades. Like, um, <laughs> that's that's where me and George will have to disagree. But yeah, um, that's where well, we, George and most of the fan base disagree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Mara Jade, and I've read all the books and stuff that she was in and stuff. But we've discussed it on here. The problem really there is her character was created, designed, and everything she's ever done in the books was to serve to move Luke, for- Luke Skywalker forward. Mm, yeah. She's really never been a character on her own doing something. Right. Everything she's ever done in the books, really, if you think about it, was moving Luke Skywalker forward or giving him a reason to do something else. Yeah. So in the modern style story writing and stuff, that really doesn't quite work for a lot of people. Um, 
I, I think she could still serve to move Luke forward. Yeah. But also have her own story where she, she would have to figure forward, out what right? that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that is something I'm sure people could like like that wouldn't be the hardest thing to figure yeah. that one out. I, I think I, the, that, like well, yeah, I think the hardest part of it would be finding out what her story is without Luke, without changing her character. Yeah, I yeah, think she, that they, that's kind of like how what they did with Thrawn. They had to change all you know, basically his whole story and they did. Yeah. So I think it could be done. I just don't know if it ever will. Well, I think if it um, was to be done, Filoni will go back to Zahn and go, how do we make, if we make her her own character separate from Luke, mm-hmm. what's her backstory? What's her purpose? So she could I, I she could stand on her to own. Me, she should still be tied into Luke. I think her and Luke should still be a thing. But that doesn't mean that Luke can't be his own person, and that obviously Marjade can't be her own person, right? But yeah, she does need her own storyline. But I, I I personally would like to see them together, I guess, and and have them have a story together. I just had a really interesting uh, idea that clicked in my head. When they created Mara Jade, we never had anything called an Inquisitor. And really, if you think about it, she kind of roundabout fits into the role of where the Inquisitors are now. Except it was obviously after Return of the Jedi. So imagine it'd be interesting to retcon and actually make her one of the Inquisitors at some point. Is that possibly the Inquisitor we're seeing in Ahsoka? Oh, you might just like... It's an interesting concept because, like I said, she was, I mean, the Emperor's personal secret assassin but who's to say that couldn't be what the inquisitors now is they actually moved into that role she's actually Mike just very it similar there. That would be a, like I yeah. like I don't even mind that you didn't spoil it for me in a way because that I would that would be epic yeah that would be epic another one that just clicked in my head we may have already seen Mara Jade in here and they t- but they totally changed her because instead of for the emperor think of Count Dooku we had Asajj Ventress yeah. Yeah, but she was his basically his personal assassin. Yeah, but I don't know if I would. Nah, and, and I, <laughs> there's no connection to Mara and turn it into a Saj. If it is, then it, then I'd be a little disappointed. Yeah, yeah, I agree with Derek there. I, I'm not saying that you can't be right. Um, um, you could full well be, but that would be the disappointing yeah. version of Mara Jade. It would yeah. be like it would be basically just they took the concept of what her char- what her character was, and turned mm-hmm. it into another character. Right. I mean, not, I, I mean, I like Asajj Ventress, but yeah, not like, like, like if 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 I were to run a business like Disney and I wanted to make some money off a character like Mara Jade, I would have that character as close to what the fans like, yeah, yeah. as possible because that would guarantee sales that's right uh, yeah but i I, that's but i still think things have happened i I still think though filoni needs to get with zon timothy zon and go we're gonna make her canon how do we make her work like we did with Thrawn in this universe. And if he has Maybe. come out and said, make her an Inquisitor. Yeah, I mean, you might be right there. Like, 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 you know what, thinking about it, that you might, you might, you might be spot on there. I mean, I, I, I'm even more curious about the show now to find out whether you're right or not. It, I guarantee I'm wrong, but. No, I'm quite sure I'm wrong, but. If I'm right, this is going to be the first time ever, I think, but. Uh, if, if I'm right, well, if, 
if the show is right about this Inquisitor being Mara Jade, you know, between the, you and I can piecing together this theory, uh, we could say we are definitely the first ones to, to say it aloud. Because I haven't heard no, any yeah, other show. I've not seen any theories about this going around. This is a, uh, yeah. Yeah, this just kind of popped in my head as we were just talking about how we would possibly bring her into Star Wars. It's like, well, no, wait a minute. Yeah. We, yeah. we may oh, be. I, I, like, that would make perfect sense to do it that way. And you've got Luke already around. He's just rebuilding the Jedi Order. Like it would be a perfect high end, like 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 yeah. him him bringing her back from or Ahsoka bringing her back initially, yeah. like something like back to to the light and and the yeah We're, that, that yeah would we make. we've been getting the tease of you know Thrawn as the heir to the Empire. Um, I Even, hate to break it to you, Mike, but uh, we would not be the first one to think of Mara Jade as an Inquisitor. Did you already look? Did you look it up? Yeah, there's a lot of people that have already there's people Said that, that like drawing specific scenario um not as far as the ahsoka show goes but there's a lot of people that have already envisioned her as an inquisitor yeah, yeah. that's that's different than saying like specifically in ahsoka she's yeah. one of the inquisitors and that's how she enters canon i would, right? I like, would not be surprised to see luke in uh, the ahsoka show at some point even just a cameo i'm, I'm sure they'll do luke it and ahsoka know each other yeah yeah and that would be the perfect tie-in for mara with luke and then you could still have her have her own show. They wouldn't have to rely on CGI Luke or even recast them. I think me personally, I'd, I'd love to see them just recast them as yeah. long as it's the right fit. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I personally, again, if, if it's the right fit, I don't think I could ever get tired of Luke. If it's like more akin to Legends Luke, that is. Um, who, who would you want to see re- as the recast of Luke in this time period? Uh, like looks wise, probably Sebastian Stan. But yeah, I agree. Would love to see that. I think maybe, maybe there's some other actor that might not fit the build looks wise as good as the Sebastian Stan, for example, but might be better suited to play um, Hamill's rendition, like something that's closer to Hamill's rendition of Luke Skywalker uh, in uh, like in uh, in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, but, but it needs to be a good casting, right? And, and, and like Stan is a good actor, don't get me wrong. Uh, but maybe there's someone else that fits the bill even better for different reasons, right? Well, who's to say after the events of Return of the Jedi that um, where we see Luke at now or where we are seeing him in the Mandoverse, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that he's all he he's not already starting to change mentally with whatever caused him to go nuts. But that's not happening now. And it just got worse when he brought in Ben to to the academy. I wouldn't say he went nuts. I think yeah, he um, I wasn't, got I severely. Yeah, I, look, yeah. Me personally, I'm I'm not happy with the rendition of of Luke in the sequels. Um, I'll, I'll straight up say that. Um, I think in a big part as well because there's no explanation why he has changed as much as he has. Like it is a difference of night and day from the Luke that 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 you know and and sort of got to know towards the end of Return of the Jedi. And yeah, it's it, it's literally a change of night and day in my opinion. And there's no explanation whatsoever, so that makes it even harder. I think, at least for me as a as a viewer, to to accept like, okay, yeah, this is who Luke is now because it makes no sense to me. But maybe if if if, if Filoni tells the story as to why he became 
it would make more sense and and maybe i i could swallow it maybe i can't believe i'm saying this but yeah maybe that that at least would make more sense but at least, yeah from return of the jedi to episode eight that, that there's such a gap in character development or regression or you know whatever you want to call it, it it's and that uh, yeah yeah but we are also talking about like 30 years that have gone by as well so um there's a lot of story years is a lot of times but you have to have had some major changes going from the man who is willing to lay down his life for his father to pretty much i think i'm gonna kill my nephew in my sleep because i've sensed a little bit of the dark side (laughs) that that is a big leap and 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 it's just not explained and that that is my issue with it well also that's the thing too they haven't told any of the stories between there other than you know resistance yeah which yeah go ahead no i'm done go ahead oh i say i that's another i want to see luke's side of that story we've only seen yeah yeah ben's side of that story he wakes up and sees luke with a lightsaber Mm -hmm. from his point of view he looked like his uncle was gonna um strike him down but he's also has um all these voices in his head telling him this is going to happen so I want to see what Luke's side of that was. Yeah, it may Luke may not have been trying to kill Ben. Oh wait, we get, we get briefly Luke's side. Yeah, and he's like, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like he, he Luke's side is like, I feel the dark side, and yeah, I'm but contemplating striking him down. But ah, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm I'm kind of dumbing it down, but that's pretty much the the, yeah. the gist of it. And, and that to me personally, that doesn't work. It, uh, yeah, maybe I'm too much of a Luke fanboy, but that was a really hard one for me to swallow um like so much so that uh i i never even went to watch episode nine that is how much (laughs) how hard that was for me to swallow um yeah so yeah that's uh uh, yeah so uh, but then i've got the polar opposite as well when i when i saw luke at the end of season uh, two from uh, the mandalorian my my girlfriend thought i was having a breakdown or some like like what is happening with you because like i was like i was literally completely emotional and and i probably was crying as well that was just so perfect even though the cgi wasn't perfect just the moment to me was perfect that's um yeah. Well, like we were saying with the character of Mario, that was the point where we actually saw the character of Luke Skywalker that everybody wanted, thought was gonna, they were gonna see when they saw the sequel trilogy. Yeah, yeah, and and because I think, I mean, in in that case, the the movie did subvert expectations because everybody had this picture of Luke being like the most powerful Jedi to have ever existed, right? And he has a progression to get there, but especially at this time, he is his power levels are are up there right already right if not yeah. already way past right at least in legends or you know expanded universe terms so a lot of people were like okay it's gonna sit somewhere there and he's gonna be like this and he's gonna be this wise old yeah gotcha gotcha right like <laughs> i think maybe that also hit a lot of people at least me uh, it was a little bit of a smack. Like it, it was the, the polar opposite of everything that I expected, pretty much. But uh, yeah. So for for you, which era are you the biggest fan of? Prequel, original trilogy, and I, I guess we could go ahead and roll out sequel trilogy. <laughs> I do like some of the sequel trilogy things. Uh, I do like the the, the new X wing design. I, I do like that. It, like, no. but um, yeah. So, so other than there's not that much, sadly. 
Um, although, I mean, would you include like uh, the Mandoverse and stuff in the sequel trilogy? Or, like, you can uh, do you see that as your as its own separate area? Era? I, I, I see that as a separate. I think is what they're calling that now. Yeah, because like the Mandoverse, right? So yeah, yeah. so yeah. Um, I'm I'm just thinking film. I'm, I'm just sticking to the films. Yeah. So. Um, um, Ah, it's a tough one. Like my all-time favorite will still be Return of the Jedi. So, and then that would make the OT my favorite. Yeah, okay. definitely. But I really do like um, the Clone War parts of the uh, sequel trilogy. So, like this two and three. One was a little bit slow, but necessary to build up and and sort of put all the pieces together. Um, but I do like two and three a lot as well. Um, and then everything around it, the Clone Wars, uh, yeah, the, the, the show, right? Uh, the animation by Filoni. Uh, well, initially Lucas and then later on Filoni. <laughs> so, yeah, but but yeah, the, the my my main one is still Return of the Jedi. Okay. Oh, uh, I think three of us are, are more. Go, can't you finally have somebody on your side? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where are you guys sitting? Like, because your audience probably knows, but I don't know. Or maybe there's a new listener and doesn't know. So maybe it's, for new listeners, it's good to know. Who's Dude, my <laughs> I was going to say, for, for the three of us, I think we're we're more original trilogy first yep. than, yeah. than right. prequels. For me, it's Empire. Empire Strikes Back will always be my favorite. Yeah, em- Empire's top for me. Yeah, see, Empire is what got me into Star Wars. I remember watching that for the first time as a kid. I, I still remember where I was. That's how much of an impact. I, I still know the room. I know the scene. Mm-hmm. And it was from Empire, and it was there at Hoth Base, the interior. And Han Solo was running around in the in the. In the that's where I tuned in. And this was at my grandparents' house. It was on a German channel, so it German up, which was not good. <laughs> but just the visuals alone and the whole story, even though the voices sounded off, right? Um, to me, it was like, wow, what is this? <laughs> and then I got my hands on X-Wing, uh, the video game. Uh, oh, yeah. And it just, yeah, yeah. Just So really, I mean, you, you saw the movies, but um, the video games is what you got you into Star Wars. Well, back then, to, to the movie piqued my first interest, right? And I was like, what is this? But back then, uh, like being eight years old or something like that, uh, probably seven or eight, I, I can't remember my exact age, but it wasn't like I could easily watch Empire again or watch anything else. Or like it was like, if it's on TV, you watch it. And if it's not, well, too bad. So, and none of my family are into sci-fi. So it's not like, oh, it's on TV now, we're going to watch it so to, to me to, to watch it I, I had to be lucky to catch it it's because it's not like my parents wouldn't let me watch it or anything but if they had to channel something else I, I just wouldn't see it you know because I wouldn't be aware that it was running <clears throat> if at all right. so yeah, I, I, I caught a glimpse and then I was just glued. This is at my grandparents' house. And I was like, okay, this is, yeah. And then I, I, some, I, can't, I can't remember what I saw after that and, and if I saw it in sequence or, but yeah, mainly through the games because that I could play whenever I wanted pretty much. To, well, within reason, obviously, right? But that I had more readily access to. So yeah, the main story, I got through the games as a kid initially. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
since you you mentioned you know you started Hangar Fifty Eight because of you know, collecting shirts, so to speak. Yeah, shirts, uh, toys, video games, uh, like anything Star Wars, really. Well, as we're yeah. recording, uh, it was preview night at San Diego Comic Con, and Lego has announced their Star Wars offerings. Uh, we have Ahsoka Tano's T6 Jedi shuttle, which is what we talked about last week. That, that ship that she's flying is the T6. Um, we confirmed it. It is the E-Wing. And we're seeing Shin Hati's Starfighter as well, which kind of almost looks like a modified uh, Naboo Starfighter. In one Starfighter. Slightly, but slightly different. And I, I'm really digging the look of her ship. Uh, and then, for, for pre-order right now, for $199.99, Chewbacca. And I'm mixed about this Chewbacca. I would love to get it. I'm just almost not happy with the look of it, but I understand they're doing, they, they did their best considering it's Lego at this small scale. It's 18 inches tall. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's impressive looking. Part that, that, I mean, in, in the 18 inches, what are the parts that look good and what are the parts that, that look off to you? Being uh, Lego, right? The parts that are hard to get right, in your opinion. The face what's off mm. uh do this i think i think it's because it's it's supposed to be a hairy character yet yeah in lego it looks like it's a smooth face right and i think that's uh that might yeah. uh the rest of the body's not bad mm. yeah, yeah but it, you can make that edgy right but the face will be harder the, the, the to me the face is just a hair too flat mm. looking at it yeah that's that's what i feel as well uh of course all these sets are on, on the heels of the Ghost and Phantom 2 set that was just introduced, uh, which will have Hera, Lieutenant Beta, uh, who's a uh um, Mon Calamari, uh, Jason Sedula, and first. Well, that or- answers that question. Yeah, Jason's going to be in the show, and uh, First Officer Hawkins plus Chopper. I, I think, like, I, I completely expect the Chopper to be there. Like, there's no doubt Chopper was going to be there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, th- like, to, to hype him so much at Celebration and not have him in the not show. Not even that. It's 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 just a no brainer. Like, people love Chopper. They 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 are really aware of that like there's no way they're not aware of that so why not put him in the show right the characters that he started initially alongside in any way like it it is pretty much a no-brainer like i would be unpleasantly surprised if he wasn't in the show i'd be like guys you fumbled the ball here. This is such okay. an easy slam dunk to make some more chopper merchandise to hype them even more, like to make like and do some fan service, get everybody happy. Like, right. Yeah, if, if yeah, that that would be. And then you'd be like, "What are you guys doing? Come on!" <laughs> yeah. No, and I and I think you could, like you could potentially tell the story of these characters without chopper being there. Yeah, but but still, they wouldn't feel complete. I feel without chopper being there. Right. And there's no reason to not have there you see like that that is sort of how i see it at least Right. Another one that I think we will see on this show that with all with everybody else they've shown they they purposely haven't shown and they've only and he what but he was in Mandalorian was I think we're going to see Zeb also. Mm, so, yeah, he'll join yeah. the show at point because they've all but said this is basically Rebel season five anyway. Right. Yeah. 
I think one of the things that I'm digging about these Lego sets is with that E-Wing, which I want, I want to get that E-Wing. It's such a cool, I, I'm glad that yeah. is becoming canon, but I'm yeah. digging the fact that it comes with a New Republic pilot and a New Republic astromech, which is all they're saying is that because the paint job on the, on the dome with this Lego astromech looks like it's kind of similar to the one that we see. It's either similar to, to like SK-620 from uh, the Star Cruiser or uh, the Noah droid from Obi-Wan, from the Obi-Wan series, where it was that greenish dome, greenish dome with the orange sensor eye on it. If it's yeah. not that, then it's, um, to me, that's what the paint job looks like. It's closer to that. So maybe that style of domes become more popular in the new Repu- with the New Republic ships, or if it's supposed to resemble the vintage R two that we that I said last week, I hope becomes the new canon for R sevens. Then uh, I, I would I would go for that and really be happy with that. But either way, those two minifigs are a big reason why I want the set plus the ship. Yeah. Yeah, really the other ship's a bonus. So I said it again, Derek. So I've never been a really big fan of the E-Wings. I think probably because uh, they were designed to take place of the X-Wings, and I love the X-Wings so much. Yeah. I, I love the X-Wings as well. Um, I just think the E-Wing, we really didn't see a lot of them, except in, in the comics. You know, when we did, because they, they weren't really, I think this is their first live screen adaptation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Well, they were, de- they were designed for the um, comics and games and the, ex- right. the old expanded universe. Yeah. Right. Uh, I want to say they were in um, Rogue Squadron. Well, they, we saw last Rogue Squadron week, 3D. Uh, um, um, uh, Dark Empire. They That's were right. introducing Dark Empire. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm glad to see the ship come to fruition. I mean, yeah, I'm thinking like, yeah. did I see it? Like, I don't, I didn't see it in X-Wing, maybe in TIE Fighter already. I'm not sure. I think definitely in X-Wing Alliance by that time that the E-Wing was already, but I'm not like, but before that, I'm not sure. Like those flight center wise, if it was, um, if it was in there. According to Wikipedia, uh, first appearance, Dark Empire. Mm-hmm. There you go. Ken's on the nose with that one. Uh, a lot of books. It, it was more the books than anything. Um, and even and even from the essential guide to vehicles and vessels that was claiming it was used uh during the Thrawn campaign in nine ABY. Okay. Um, the ship's looks like it's kind of a an ugly using the nose of the X wing. Uh, and, and yeah. I. And I'm glad, and I think maybe Derek, that's why you you didn't like the original design. I like this new design of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't look as X Wing esque. It, it it has a more defined fuselage. Actually, if you look at um the picture you saw in there that was from the central guide, was it basically just the um the front and side view with all the words and stuff on it? No, uh, from Wikipedia. Hang on. on Wikipedia, I don't know if they had this. I don't know if this will work well. Hang on, let me turn this off because I actually have the central guide sitting here, the old, the original one. Let me see if I can. You can actually see it on screen. That looks almost identical to what they actually have on screen in the trailer. Oh yeah, yeah, that one's closer. Yeah. Now, now that, the schematics yeah. here. That one it looks like the um. Yeah, yeah. That one is on Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. the schematics. When yeah, you mentioned that, looks... that, I'm like, wait a minute, I have that sitting right here. <laughs> I got it a couple months ago at like a used bookstore or something for like five bucks. It sort of, it, it, it sort of has um, 
like in I mean this in the best way. It sort of has this sort of the best aspects of an X-wing and of a uh, old school battle battle star Galactica fighter. Yeah, yeah Colonial yeah, Viper. It looks like a Viper. The main fuselage looks like yeah, a Viper. That's sort of the vibe I'm getting off this, and and yeah, I I'm been digging it because it's got the it, it like the new one's got the vibe of the the X-wing but without the additional nose cap on it. Mm. Um, and it, and it has more, and, I, and I'm loving how the wings are coming more off the top of it instead of L-shaped, sort of like what we're getting now. Mm. It doesn't seem as as pronounced. Doesn't seem as cool. <laughs> no, I think no, I think the new one's cool. It's cooler. Yeah, I think I think the new one has really some potential to 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 make it really an epic, memorable starship. It it, it all depends on how they utilize it. Um, and the, yeah, yeah, very much so. But the thing is, like, like if they made a, like if the the whole craft, like Luthen Real's whole craft, is just epic because how they use it. It's supposed to be this like inconspicuous ship, right? But it just made is made epic to how it is in the story and how it's used. And I think this this already looks epic. If they also have some storytelling behind it that that really drives the epicness, yeah, yeah it could be really really cool. Yeah. Um, well, Mike, back to that article real quick. Have you looked at um, the other sets that have already been announced for? Yes. The next one down is possibly one of my favorite sets I've ever seen from Lego. Yavin Four. Yeah, the Yavin Four base with oh, it. Yeah. yeah, that one's cool. If, if you go to the um, Lego website and look at the other pictures, it's not just the front of the base. They actually have all the interior in there also. We yeah. flip it around. How much is that one? One sixty nine ninety nine. That's actually not bad for all this. You get the Y wing with it. I was expecting a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. See if we got the throne room in the top. Yeah, and you pretty much get all the all the characters as well. Mm-hmm. It's twelve uh, minifigs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad price, I'd say, for uh-huh. all of that. It's also got finally the the troop transport wagon mm-hmm. that everyone's been like. Uh-huh. You, you see on a Bricklink all the uh, MOCs yeah, yeah. for. They're like, yeah. Yeah, no, not anymore. Here's the official no. one. <laughs> yeah, doing our own thing now. <laughs> um, I'm digging to the uh, the 332nd Ahsoka Clone Trooper Battle Pack that's coming. Yeah. Speaking of your 332nd um, T-shirts, they actually have the clone to the troopers here too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I especially went to rewatch the those episodes. Oh God, I was I was a wreck again. But um, <laughs> the whole moment where Rex is fighting the chip, holy like God, that is such like yeah. Anyway, the. Yeah, the three thirty second definitely. Uh, I really like that. I do like the 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 Jedi Starfighter and also the Ghost as well with all these Lego sets. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, the, after the um, Yavin set, they actually show they they're um, they released Yoda's Starfighter. Yes, yeah. with Yoda and R two D two. Yeah, yeah. I did like those episodes with Yoda towards the end where he's uh, just ties everything together quite well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, getting back to the shop real quick. What what do you have if you could talk about it? What do you have coming up for Star Wars? Or what are you wanting to do? <sighs> God, I want to do so much. So I already did an X-Wing and a B-Wing blueprint t-shirt. And the next one I want to do is a TIE Defender blueprint because, okay. God, I love that ship. Even though I am, like, on a personal level, I'm I'm always playing the good guys, generally speaking. And, and I'm, like, strongly 
um, towards Rebel Alliance and Jedi Order, right? Uh, the, the light side, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, but I love the TIE Defender. God, I love the TIE Defender. It is a cool ship. It looked yeah. so cool when, when we first see it in in, TIE, in the game TIE Fighter. Yeah, yeah, that was like such a moment. Like that, that is the first time I saw it as well, playing TIE, Fight, TIE Fighter. It's like, wow, now you have this... I don't know if it's just the symmetry or the amount of, of lasers and ion cannons and, and like just ornaments and, and the speed. It, you just really like, like you, I don't know. I really had the sense like you're flying something special yeah. in that game. Like that, they, they really nailed that. Like, uh, uh, Tom, I think it's Tom, like, uh, no, Holland, something Holland. Obviously, Tom Holland is someone else, but I'm like, uh, something, Lawrence Holland, I think his name was the developer of, of uh, X-Wing and TIE Fighter and all the, uh, the rest of it. Lawrence Holland, I believe. But someone will correct me um, if I'm wrong. But um, yeah, TIE Defender. Next, uh, what else? I, I'm thinking... Because the, the the clone ones are doing really well, so I've I and, and rewatching the episodes yesterday, um, there is a sort of T-shirt that that Jesse wears that has the Republic logo on the chest. Oh, sort of that's like right. This gray dark T-shirts that he wears under his armor. I'm not sure if all the clones wear a T-shirt like that though underneath their armor because you don't really get to tell. It almost feels like they would like the sort of standard issue Republic T-shirt or something that they wear underneath. Armor, um, but I was thinking of doing that as a T-shirt. Is uh, yeah, like 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 Jesse is wearing there. Um, my only the concern with that one is that it might be too basic to just you know make a great T-shirt with a like it. It, had, it has to have a few other small details at very least to make it a little bit more unique. Heavily um, heavily weathered thick blue stripes coming off the shoulders. Yeah, could do that. And coming down the the, the sides of the shirt. Yeah, yeah. This is another thing. I I didn't mention i think it's it's clear to anyone who has at this point if you're listening and you've, you've clicked to my site like the whole t-shirt is printable uh, same for the hoodies like the whole t-shirt is printable now obviously there are some restrictions with the seams and stuff but generally speaking right i can make a design that 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 goes over the whole t-shirt um so you're using sublimation so I, sorry you're using sublimation for it no so um we design in photoshop in like a 2d and then we put it on a 3d um, canvas in a, in a program called clo 3d okay. where we have a model uh, basically a, a 3d version of what the t-shirt looks like it, it is 99 percent accurate to to what reality looks like oh wow um yeah it's quite a good program and uh yeah, you, I just put the 2D um, version on there, and then it just shows me what it will look like as a as a um, as a T-shirt. Yeah. So th- yeah, I mean, this is um, because I I have worked for for like companies that sold, sold clothing before, and this way of doing it, where you can design something, put it on a 3D model, and then go back to the drawing board right away change things look at it again does this look good it speeds up the whole process of design and it reduces the cost it reduces the waste um like uh, this 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 is so much quicker than the old school way of actually you know dyeing the fabric actually making a product looking whether it looks good no back to like designing dyeing oh god like that process is so long-winded (laughs) <laughs> now being able to do it digitally first is yeah. Well, 
I think also what he was asking there, though, um, the process of printing these, do you like screen print them? Are they sublimated or how do they, what is the actual, because the quality um, on this is beautiful. It doesn't look yeah, like gorgeous. It, it is pretty much, uh, I don't know how to explain this, that there's a video um, that shows you how the ink is virtually laser struck burned into the fabric. It's, it's, it's in there. That's why I'm happy to give like a two year warranty that it won't wash out because it's, it's part of the fabric but just, just it's not coming out of it okay. um so it sounds like yeah, a, a newer I version I, I could try and explain it here but there's a video on the side uh, under the house yeah, made i'm watching it now <laughs> yeah and and you'll see a, a shot where it's actually lasering the uh the the color layer on the fabric layer and it, it just fuses them together pretty much um and and yeah and, and that also means that that, I, that that the design is almost pixel perfect, right? There are some restraint, like like oddities that we, from a design perspective, have to look at, like when it comes to colors and stuff, where 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 we really have to know, like, okay, if we put this on screen, this is how it's going to turn out on the actual t-shirts. And there's a few sort of anomalies there that we that we you know we know, right? So we know that we have to do that. But other than that, it's pretty much one on one. Like whatever I put on the screen is going to come on the t-shirt from like in a photoshop uh, so whoever uses photoshop yeah whatever i put on on there i can put on the t-shirt okay yeah now do you do any kind of um custom work for people if they know want like t-shirts for their business or something or is that something you guys are able to do all just yes yours? we 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 can do it um it would really depend on on how much production, because as you can imagine, there's a there's a lot of um, work involved in the into custom work going back and forth. Right. So yeah, it would have to be quite a substantial order for for me to consider it. Uh -huh. um, and and also it's. <sighs> I, I I don't know how to say this nicely, but I like the fact that I could I could design T-shirts that I like to design. Yeah, like where I could go like, yeah, you know what? This I've got to design something that I'm gonna wear. And then yeah, so far it seems that people like what I would like want to wear as well. So it's a happy you know where things come together. Um, but if you have to design for someone else and they're telling you, okay, I want this design, and it's it's not what you like to design. Doesn't mean that it won't be fun, but there's a big risk of it not being fun anymore and you're not doing what you like to do anymore. So that's another reason for me to main, maybe not want to go that way. That's, um, yeah, that, that's sort of, and I want to really keep it in the fan space and not go out of out of that and and the fan space is very very broad yeah i would say like you've seen like obviously my my main focus is on star wars because that's what i know uh, you know a lot about that that's where my interest really lays love and and yeah there's a few other subjects and and um franchises that i'm into but yeah, you can see I'm heavily into Star Wars. And what I'm trying to do is getting designers on board that are into completely different things than I am. So that they make stuff that they love, that I have no affinity with. Um, I've, I've got one designer who uh, made a Friday the 13th t-shirt. I, I, I don't like horror. I don't watch horror ever. I know who the character is, obviously, but that's about it. I've never watched any of those movies. But that's what I am trying to get, like, from my designers is like yeah people who like something completely different than what i like so that yeah, they can do what they love okay that's uh 
doesn't mean that I won't get someone else to also do Star Wars because everybody will have a unique perspective on on any given subject. So yeah, it's not like I want like oh I already have someone who does Star Wars, which is me. No, I'm not gonna. Yeah, of course. Even if I have ten people doing Star Wars, like I don't think you could do enough Star Wars in my opinion. But yeah. <laughs> Especially with different people's styles and everything. Yeah, exactly. But, but you are open to ideas and suggestions. Yeah, yeah. I I'm just haven't had an idea uh, for what you suggested about the Star Cruiser. Oh, uh, um, yeah, yeah. This is yeah. This is the this is the other thing, right? Like sometimes. Sometimes someone will say something and initially I right away have an idea of, yeah, this is what it's going to look like. And then I just need to work right away and get it done. Um, and then other times I'm like, yeah, God, I really want to do something with this, but I just don't have any visualization of what it should look like. And that is sort of like, like, yeah, the downside of, of something like that. And that's why if, if someone were to commission and said, oh, do something on this subject and you hit a roadblock like that where you just can't visualize it, yeah, you could make something, but it won't be that good, in my opinion. Right. Because when you really just get this visualization where you're like, yeah, I know what I'm going to do. Uh, when I sent you the uh, Scoundrel logo, Galaxy's Edge, yeah. um, my thought with it, you know, I mentioned to you uh, almost a, a Hondo-inspired pattern with it. Uh, I was kind of thinking along the lines of your, I'll make sure I get the name right. That way if people decide what they want. Uh, your Commander Wolf pop with the burgundy and then that hondo blue around the shoulders and maybe come down a little bit further and you and you do like a, a body or a bottom hem striping of some sort as well that could work that could work that could work <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna make notes here so i don't know i guess um but i i'm also looking at our time and i want to flip the tables and let you ask us a couple questions all right. Um, you, you you just said like you've looked at the time. Like you know how many questions I could possibly fire at you, seeing oh, like, I know. how much you guys know about Star <laughs> Wars. Like we we could have this this conversation like until forever. Oh, I know. And I'm thinking we could possibly bring you back on in the future. <laughs> like maybe for an Ahsoka roundtable once this series is over. That, that would be fun, but I, I'm not sure what, how your audience would feel about that. Uh, I'm sure they'd be fine with it. We, we do it to entertain ourselves and hopefully that entertains our audience. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's right. No, that's right. Okay, it's a show where we talk about Star Wars, and that's uh, the whole. Video. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the whole. <laughs> you kind of know what you're getting into. Yeah, so I, I think, how did you guys get into into Star Wars? And I'll, I'll just start with Mike. So, like again, a regular person who listens to this might know. Obviously, I don't, um, and a new listener wouldn't either. So, how did you guys get into Star Wars? Uh, for me, it was right from the start. Uh, with Star Wars or now New yeah, Hope. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and I love, um, last time I brought this up, uh, one of our great listeners, a rural farm boy. Um, I don't know if I made him jealous or not about it, but uh, I, I think he was impressed. Uh, I got to see it as a double feature at a drive-in movie theater where it was Star Wars followed by Star Wars. So I got to see it twice in one night at a drive-in movie theater. 
sitting in the back back of my parents' station wagon. So wow, that and that, that got me that hooked. Mean your parents were really into it as well, or was that just fluke? It, my dad was curious to see it because it was being touted as a a space cowboy film or a space mm-hmm. western, and he was curious to with him being into sci-fi and him being into western films. He he was curious to see how this was getting brought together. And did he like it? He enjoyed it. Uh, he was he was more of a Star Trek fan than than he was Star Wars, but but he did he did enjoy Star Wars quite a bit, partially because my brother and I really took to it. Yeah, I, I'm probably like the other way around than your dad, then because I do like Star Trek, but like first and foremost is Star Wars. See that that's the way my brother and I are. Um, yeah. Well, I, I can't speak for my brother, but for me, I'm first and foremost Star Wars. But I do I do love Star Trek as well. Uh, I I'm not afraid to watch Star Trek whenever it's on. Uh, and I'm um, I'm actually getting better about watching Voyager. Um, that was to me until Discovery came about. Uh, to me, Voyager was the weakest of, of all the Star Trek shows. Yeah. Right now, I, I consider Discovery the weakest. Yeah, to me, yeah, I, I 100% agree. Voyager was the weakest, partially because of how they structured the episodes and the storyline and also how they ended the storyline. But yeah, that's uh, we're, we're derailing here, I guess. But uh, yeah, um, but I am loving the new Strange New Worlds. So yes. I'm going to say, hence why um, I did some t-shirts on that as well. But um, card yes, card was I'm great. Season one, season three were great. Season two, I, I'm still struggling to get through, but I'm trying. Yeah. Uh, I love, I love Prodigy. I can't believe they've canceled Prodigy, the animated yeah, series. I think there's a whole rally trying to, to save it now, but yeah, yeah. Prodigy is a, it was always designed as a kids show, and if you get mm-hmm. more than one to two seasons out of a kids show, you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Like it, it seems um, that that seems to be the uh, the fate of many kids shows yeah. that adults enjoy. <laughs> You like this too bad. Only one season for you. Well, the, the, the great thing was adults were loving it as well. Well, I think I think that's where Prodigy and and especially the Clone Wars is a prime example as well. Like you make a show for kids, but with adult themes woven into it in such a way that it's still a kid show, but the adults get something to watch as yep. well, right? right. Like it, it, it is the perfect recipe, in my opinion, of of of, of getting parents to watch something with their kids and, and really paying attention and being in to the show that the kids are into right uh i i think that is a perfect recipe i think all shows should ha- like try and follow that principle um but but that being said yeah i think <sighs> see i'm really digging young jedi as well and that is straight up Disney Junior Kid Show. Yeah, I've only seen the first couple episodes so far. I haven't watched it at all. I've wa- I've only been able to watch one episode. I found it super kiddy. I I couldn't really tie into it yet. Maybe also because my daughter is so little that that she has no interest in it yet. Maybe if I wait a few more months and and she actually yeah she might have and and then maybe I'll get hooked as well. But so far. I've not been hooked on, on the young Jedi yet. Yet. Okay. That's, um, and that's this, all is, this, is, this is something else, like talking about the, uh, well, I, I'm still supposed to um, 
ask you questions and I will move on to the next question. But just uh, in case people are wondering, like, are you going to do children's sizes? Not not right now because of sustainability and kids growing out of stuff. So unless I find a way to, to incorporate some sustainability where it's not like you buy something and then a couple of months later your child grows out of it and you like, like I need I need some kind of system or some kind of idea or something where, yeah, it, it becomes reusable or something. What, what about more uh, teen sizing? That would be an easy fix, yeah. Well, most teens are wearing smaller adult sizes anyway. Oh. Yeah. 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 I think I, I only need to go one more size down and then I would pretty much cover from, let's say, 11, 12 year old ish, depending on, on where in the world you're from. But yeah, I would probably cover most uh, from that. And and yeah, but I, I really want to start some kind of concept where clothes are being reused like if 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 child a is 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 grown out of it the, the piece of clothing doesn't get thrown away or not used anymore right like i, I want to move away from that I, I think we're being too wasteful personally with 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 um how we're we're treating our, our clothes and and it's yeah said so, so i want to find the solution for that so before i go really into that part of the business anyway moving on I know around here where i'm at here um there's actually a lot of stores that are um either consignment or thrift stores or even there's some uh, more name brand stores almost that um will buy uh like kids clothes specifically and then resell them yeah i want to do something but but what i'm thinking of is like some kind of program that if you if you buy the next size up if you then pass on your others like your your smaller size to the next customer or something that that you'd get a discount on buying the next one. Oh wow! Okay. And the customer buying it like some some kind of system where, but I really got to think that through where where that really works where it's worthwhile for the customer where it's work worthwhile so that you really not like oh, almost uh, almost like a thrift store um, yeah or but then a, a thrift store like forum on on your site yeah something like that or or, or where we handle it or something i gotta really think about the the finer details there but i like yeah like like i said i think we are being way too wasteful so i really want to do something about it i just don't have the the the, the, the concept of how to do it exactly um it's a good idea though it's a great idea well like and, and i don't want to be the only one like if if i can get other brands in on this as well and just make this a whole thing right then uh, I, I think uh, the generation after us will th- thank us. But yeah, it's like um, what some of the costume places and stuff do, where you can rent or lease stuff for a certain amount of time. Yeah, and yeah, something like that. It, but but yeah, in this case, you own it and you decide yeah. when you want to sell it, type thing. Okay. With, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It, that but but i have to work on that that i don't want to get into those type of sizes and then obviously i could extrapolate that to adult size as well let's say you gain weight you lose weight for whatever reason right so you can the same principle applies there as well um yeah that's um that that's sort of something i'm, I'm toying with in my head to to, to do that really okay. 
And and yeah, I know it's a bad business idea to have people resell their old stock instead of buying new stock from you. Um, I know, you know, I, I, I'm not in it to make so much money, more money than, than I can reasonably spend. Like, I, I just want to have a good life and that's it. Um, and, and I'd rather make a difference than have a pocket full of money. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that is not my aim. Um, yeah. And, and, but yeah, and I'm mainly, I'm having fun designing the t-shirts that I like. That's, that's the main thing. Well, that's the important um, thing. Yeah. That's, uh, but, but I, I can tell you that, that it is great to have this idea for t-shirts that you like, and then other people actually buying it and sort of validating. And it feels like a validation that, that, Hey, I like what you like that. That is sort of like the biggest kick I'm getting out of it. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, and I don't know if you've noticed, like, like my t-shirts uh, also say who the designer is. Yeah. 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 I, I really, I really like that. Yeah. I, I, I really feel like credit where credit is due. I've seen so many t-shirts in the past was like wow this is this wow but you never get to find out who made it right you never get to like and, and and in some cases i feel like okay yeah i really like i don't know maybe i'll go a little bit far as like calling it a, a piece of art but there are some like where you go like wow this, this composition this is next level like this is something this is really a cool piece of clothing or like cool piece of yeah well it is a type of art so yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah. i would definitely say um yeah and, and then not knowing who did this someone is not getting any credit um yeah and, and that's and that's the only that's the other that's one part of it like so i want to give them credit in name but i also want to give them credit as part of the sales so they, they also cool. get uh, yeah very cool. part of that as well um because i feel that is more fair to the designer to to share in the success of their designs um most don't care actually to be fair like 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 i, I i've not had a designer yet so far that that really said yeah i want to sell a million of this they're kind of like the same attitude as me. Like, yeah, I'm just want to make a t-shirt about this thing that I really love. And it would just be cool to see that on a t-shirt, you know? Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, yeah. And, and, and yeah, that's quite cool for me to, to, to see that same sort of approach. But yeah. And yeah, we completely derailed. Um, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we, we derail a lot. But I, but I want to know how Ken and Derek got into Star Wars. And I'm sure the audience wants to know as well. So I'll, I'll go for Ken first because that's how you're on my screen. Screen. Okay. How how uh how did you get into Star Wars? Well, I'm a couple years younger than Mike, so for me, um, <laughs> I'm straight up a kid that grew up in the '80s firmly. So Star Wars was everywhere when I was a kid. I was born in '76, end of '76, so I was um four or five at the very beginning of 1980s. So I grew up on um GI Joe, Transformers, Thundercats, anything else. Um, my dad was a sci-fi fan already. So when we're, I'm watching TV on TV, for me, it was reruns of um Star Trek. And and Battlestar and Buck Rogers and all of these late seventies, um, sci-fi and, um, the stuff like Kung Fu and things like that. So, um, it was always there for me. Uh, my oldest memories of star Wars in general was probably, um, stuff like the Muppets, Muppet babies. I really, I, we would watch <laughs> Muppet babies every week just to see if there was another clip from star Wars on it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, and then, um, the first movie I remember seeing specifically that I saw that we watched that movie was we saw a Jedi in the theater. That's the first movie i remember i mean i've heard that i went that i saw um like cannonball run 2 or something my parents took me when they 
wanted to go see it. But the first movie I remember um, going to was Return of the Jedi. So it's like, yeah, Star Wars and just science fiction in general was um, always just been always part of my entertainment in general. So yeah, I can I can see where you're getting from, and and I've and I don't know if you get this question, but I've I've had this question where people ask me, well, why are you into science fiction so much? Why why are you not into well other things? And I know I am, but I'm really like like into science fiction. And I, and I and I and yeah, I yesterday even I tried to explain it. it like I think science fiction can can really show you the best of humanity it can show you the worst of humanity it can show you the best possibilities the worst part like the the, the possibilities itself are endless right yeah. so storytelling wise you can do whatever you want what you can't do with anything else sometimes science. usually people just look at me blank like yeah i don't get it it's like well in science fiction there's yeah. no where you can yeah. go with the story yeah that, that's it there, there's and, so much and you can tell so many like moral uh things or ethical things or you can tell nothing at all and just have a funneled adventure right. and you can you can you can have both where it can be both yeah it, it, and there's so many it's such a wide variety of things too you know yeah. future robots all kinds of stuff space and there's so much science yeah. fiction that that does turn into science fact as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, mainly mainly Star Trek hit a few things uh, that we uh, that mm-hmm. we are using today or that we are working on. But, uh, Star Wars is the same way. I mean, look, look at. I can't look, think of anything right now. My mind is not prosthetics. Time, sorry. Yeah, like you know, for for those who lost limbs, the prosthetics. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're use. absolutely right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That could also. Be be inspired by a lot of other things. Yeah. Right. But I mean, the thing with Star Wars, it's a, a lot more, um, it's fi- science fiction, but it's kind of more science fantasy. Yeah. 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 Even, so even George harder, himself. There's less hard science involved in Star Wars. Like Star Trek, yeah. they tried to actually base as much as they could in what science they, I mean, it was pseudoscience, but it was still mm. some science put in there. So, especially when they got the next generation, they actually had science counselors actually on there yeah. trying yeah. to right. see if it kind of makes sense with where it may not be what we can do right now but this is the way it theoretically could work yeah 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 even george always said like it's it's a fantasy it's it's a space fantasy right it's not science fiction um even though it still feels like science fiction to me but i get obviously i get the fantasy part yeah it's a fantasy movie set in a science fiction setting yeah Yeah. i think that's the best that's what we love actually it's similar to what they did with dune dune is the same type of story yeah it is is a sweeping space opera mm, yeah yeah although uh, i feel that that star wars has more taps more into moral and ethical uh issues not that yeah. dune doesn't but dune also goes more into religious type yeah right dune is a lot more politics and religion than star wars ever was yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm in the process of reading through the original dune book so i mean star wars has, has a lot of politics involved in it yeah i think george it was added, added more it was like with the prequels than than, it yeah, did, right. than he did with the original trilogy of course there's politics there but you don't see as much right um, yeah well you know, i remember george said he was when he wrote the original star wars he was writing basically writing mythology yeah. it's mm-hmm. modern mythology yeah and he and he used a lot of inspiration from ancient mythology obviously like he's, he's heavily influenced by uh lots of other factors uh hero solid movies yeah and yeah but he he uh, i think i think he took a, he took the classics as well right and then looked at like okay well what what makes a great story yeah, yeah. right 
Yeah. No, like, yeah. But uh, anyway, so now, Derek, how did you get into Star Wars? So my story is similar in some ways to Mike's. Um, I grew up, my dad was a huge, huge um, science fiction fan, uh, especially Star Trek. He used to take me to Star Trek conventions when I was a kid, which was awesome. Um, And then when Star Wars came out, you know, of course, he took me to see it. Um, and I was I was just a wee young lad, and uh, I just instantly fell in love with the movie as soon as I saw it. It just it captured my imagination right away, and I just I've I've just loved it ever since. And I just I just enjoy just diving into that world so much. There's so much to love. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think I think that is another thing that that personally draws me to sci-fi. It's this complete other world that can draw you in. Yes, it, yes. It makes you step away from this world for 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 good reasons and for bad reasons. And and exactly yeah. in another world. Um, yeah, I think that's another thing. I just and I just find good sci-fi just more entertaining than anything else, any other genre out there. Yeah, and that one we shake hands as well. Um. I'm going to say add on me for not bringing it up earlier. Go check out Jim and the other designers at hanger-58.com. Register, create that wish list. That way, when you got the extra money, you can start buying. Me personally, I have at least six items for myself, two items for Zoe in my wish list. Um, I th- there were there's been a couple pieces that when I saw them right away on Instagram, I'm like, I I gotta get these and. I'm digging the fact that they're almost like a performance type shirt uh, with that pro fit with the mesh. Yes. Which means it will will be comfortable to wear to the parks. Yeah. Which is a plus. So they originally were designed as athletic wear. So, yeah, if you want to do a workout, that's what they were designed for. Right. But the reason I adapted them, because I could have gone for something else as well, is they are they're super light, they're super ventilating, they're super breathing. Yet, if it is a little bit colder, like a t-shirt, well, like if it's still t-shirt weather, but a little bit on the more nippy side, there's not cold because they, they are, um, uh, it's not like they let the wind through or anything like that. And they right. still keep your body heat when, when it's a little bit colder, but then they ventilate. It's got a whole technology behind it. Uh, they, they really did some good work on that. Uh, but again, you'd have to get one and, and you'll see what I mean. I generally, like especially here when it gets really hot, I tend to only wear them. And that's not because it's it's my own stuff. It's also because it's just more comfortable. Right. I'm not wearing my own stuff right now and I can already feel like it just feels like it's heavier, the shirt. <laughs> wow. That's... Um, it's a, maybe not a good side effect. Anything <laughs> else just goes out of here. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, definitely. Would, I would recommend for parkour, whether it's Disneyland, Disney World, Bush Gardens, Asbury Farms, Cedar Point, wherever. Something yeah, that's going to be are, comfortable and light to get you through the day. They're super lights, and they. God, I, I, I sound like like someone who just just loves his own product. Obviously, I have to, right? Because oh, that's why we got you on the show <laughs> to plug your product. Yeah, um, and again, like like you got like if if you if anyone listening and you think like okay, you know, I'm going to get them. Uh, yeah, you can get them, and if you don't like them, you can return them. Um, if they're not anything, I'm telling you, they are here, right? Um, but. What they, what they, um, did, yeah, they're just super breathing. Awesome. It's, yeah. 
So again, hanger-58.com. Check them out. Within the next few weeks, we're going to have a code, discount code from Jim or Hanger 18 or Hanger 18 or Hanger 58. <laughs> Hanger 18 is a whole other franchise. <laughs> Yeah. Or was that? Now that's not stuck in my head. No, that was Hangar 13. Oh, no, wait. What was the show on sci fi? Was that Hangar 18? No, that was Warehouse. Hangar 18 was a Megadeth song. That's right. Oh, it's been a long day. Um, check them out. Uh, we As soon as we get the discount code, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to flood, flood, but it's going out on Twitter. It's going out on Instagram. Um, really excited to start uh, this partnership with, with Jim and, and Hangar 58. Um, and on that. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jinx, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2!